Hello. Discover the answer to life's most perplexing questions. Gain insight for your journey and discover how to use your pain to launch your purpose as you listen to Beauty for Ashes, a podcast with Adrian Mayfield. We fool. Yep. Those are the words that I heard a couple of weeks ago when I went to church. I was running a little late because I got stuck on uh, 400 trying to get there. Anyone who is at all even remotely familiar with Atlanta traffic knows that at any day, any time, what you potentially thought would be just a quick trip somewhere can turn into hours and hours of waiting. They're doing some major construction right at the 400-285 junction, and so it set me back quite a bit. And when I got to church, I noticed that the car in front of me was stopping to talk to the security guard. And then they didn't go. They headed away from the area where we normally park to go out. So I pulled up next to the security guard and he said, we're turning people away. I said, what do you mean we're turning people away? And he said, we're full inside and out. You see, there are a few people waiting outside. We don't have any more room. We're full. So we're turning people away. I paused for a second, said, I, but I need to get in. I need to get into church. I need to get into service. He said, I'm sorry, we're full. So I rolled up my window and proceeded to pull out of the parking lot of the church. By this time, it was too late for me to be able to make it to any other church on time. So I just did what any disappointed person would do and drove to the mall. <laughs> yeah, I drove to the mall. And so what I want to talk about briefly today is um, how I felt and how this situation, sometimes God creates opportunities for us to be tested so that we can see what's really inside of us. And in those times that we are tested, our response to a situation reveals what's actually going on into our heart. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to share with you the five traits or qualities that I believe you should look for if you're finding, looking for a church. I know that the end thing tends to be now church online, even for people who are very seasoned Christians, they decide to go to Bedside Baptist and kind of catch it online. And although I'm not saying that you can't watch church online ever. I do believe that there is just a, a very um, beneficial value to actually being amongst other believers, being in a place where you are able to sharpen your skills and fellowship and just engage the spirit of God with other people. So I do not believe that online church is the way to go, nor is it the direction we should be going in. I've noted recently, I talked to my brother a lot about how when I go to church now, I rarely see people with Bibles. Most people are using Bibles on their phones. And when um, I think it was Family Christian Bookstore went out of business several months ago, and then I went to Lifeway and they told me that they were starting to close a lot of their stores. And by December, they would be primarily online. I started to really be concerned and wonder if people were paying attention to what was going on here. Because 
those Christian bookstores are a place where people can go and get books and Bibles and read and pray and some of those things. And so when they're moved, when they're pulled, when they close and we are now left with only the online option, what happens when those people who control the online servers decide they don't want us to use them anymore? And I, because I've noticed a lot lately that some people who make very Christian, um, Posts are being sometimes taken off Facebook and other platforms for a period of time, probation or silence because of their views. And so it's something, you know, we celebrate technology and it's great, but we have to also be wise to the devices of the enemy and pay attention to what's happening. If you go to church and you never have a Bible, if you never read your Bible and you only use your phone, when you pick up that phone, there's so many distractions that are available. I mean, when you're reading the Bible, you're getting notifications from your social media and all those things, which are a distraction. Whereas when you just open your Bible, it's just you and the words on the page and the Holy Spirit, hopefully interacting with you to make those words come alive. So I'm getting off topic. So let let me rein myself back in and talk about actually what I said I was going to talk about, which is, um, the when that situation happened, I had a couple of opportunities, different responses that I could have had. So one was the opportunity to feel rejected because I'm a member of this church. I go there. And so there was an opportunity to feel rejection of, hey, I'm coming here. I'm pulling in. I can't even get in my own church. There was also an opportunity to be prideful to feel like, well, why, why would I be turned around? Why? I mean, some of those people that are in there probably aren't even members. How do you decide? Why isn't there space for me? There was an opportunity to be prideful. And there was also an opportunity to be offended and question, like, why am I being turned away? Why are people being turned away from church? And to be honest, all of those um, emotions kind of at different part, you know, right as it happened and immediately following, all of those different emotion options went across my mind. But I chose instead to say, maybe some of the people who were in there needed to be in there. The church being full is a good problem to have, but also it creates the um, immediacy of trying to decide and make some decisions about What's going to, you know, what is phase two? What is phase three? What do we do about the overflow? And so I tried to see the positive side of it rather than the negative side. So I think, I hope at least that I passed that test and not being prideful or offended or feeling rejected, but just accepting it, leaving, not being rebellious and trying to pull around anyway after he told me to leave and trying to see if maybe I could sneak in, which was also an idea that came to my mind. But I decided to just follow the protocol, do what I was asked to do, leave and um, allow God to deal with my heart and process the process things after that. So um, I really didn't want this to be a really long um, podcast. So but I and so in order for me to go over the different qualities and traits that you should look for in a church is probably going to take longer than I want this podcast to be. So I'm going to end here and I'll do a part two where I talk about the five or six qualities that you could look, should look for in a church. So basically the lesson that we want to take from this podcast 
is that in any situation, when things don't go the way that we plan, when things don't go the way we expected, the thing, when things don't go the way we wanted them to, there will be an opportunity to respond incorrectly. Be careful because if you fail the test, you will get to take the test again. In the kingdom of God, you don't just fail tests and move on and be promoted like you do sometimes in the world and get just like a um, a trophy even when you don't win. In the kingdom of God, if you don't pass the test, you get to take the test again. So pass the test, respond rightly, even when you're disappointed or things don't go the way that you want them to. And just know and trust that God is for us. He is with us. He will take care of us. And if we respond correctly, we'll be rewarded and things will work out for us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you that we are your church, the bride. We are making ourselves ready to be received by you when Jesus returns. God, we thank you that you love us. We pray now that you will examine our hearts. We say, as David said, purge us with, purge us with hyssop. Wash us clean, make us white as snow. Search our hearts, reveal any part of our hearts, our minds, our thinking, our mindsets that are not in line with your plans for our lives. God, we thank you that there is always room in your presence for us. We thank you that you never turn us away, that you promise never to leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you that we can access your presence at any time, as long as we come into your presence with thanksgiving, honoring you. Thank you that you never turn us away. Thank you that we are a body, that we are part of the body of Christ. Help us to always be reminded of that. Help us not neglect the meeting together. That we come together in fellowship with other believers, remembering that you've placed things inside of us that are a benefit to not only us, but those that you have put us in relationship with. God, we thank you for searching our hearts. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that is making us more like you. Help us, teach us to respond rightly in a way that reflects positively on you and on us and our relationship with you. We bless the listeners. We pray that you will draw them even closer to yourself and that you will um, just work in their hearts, that they will desire to be drawn closer to you, set their hearts afire with a passion that burns for you like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. listening to the beauty for ashes podcast before you go subscribe and leave a message with your pressing question or comment be sure to tell all your friends and tune in next week for another episode